Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of Just a Sip. I'm having one of my closest friends in real life and in business join us today. He has a hot new podcast out. And I have gotten so close with this man. We've had some of the deepest conversations. This is Scott Evans, and this is how we talk. I'm so happy you're on because I want to talk about 2020 and kind of sort of wrap up what you and I have been having personal conversations about this whole time. And it's crazy because I feel like a lot of people were kind of, you know, going in neutral, kind of going, you know, just at a slow pace. But you're making happen for yourself in 2020 and you launched a new podcast. Yes. So close with Scott Evans. You know, it's this it was kind of bred out of some of the conversations that you and I were having, some of the conversations I was having with other people on various podcasts and news outlets. I wanted to talk about the things, the moments in people's lives where a choice could have sent them down a totally different path, right? Yeah. Or um, a performance or a role or a gig or a no relationship, right? Could have sent them down a totally different path or they didn't allow losing something to define who they are. And even the the interviews we were having for the show, like there was a, it didn't, you know, we're a half hour primetime television show. It can be difficult sometimes to fit a 20 minute interview or elements from a 20 minute interview into that, you know, poppy quick newscast. That's why we made just a sip. That's why we made just a sip because I was frustrated at some of the same things that you are because, and it's not anybody's fault by any means. That's just the nature of the beat. Victim of the format, yeah. And so we're, we're able to have these conversations in a way that are, they crack the interviewee open. You learn things about people like Cynthia Erivo talked about really for her what, the Oscar night was about. You got Cynthia Erivo? Yeah, she's my first guest. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> hold on. I, yeah. wait, you, you got Cynthia Erivo? Yeah, I mean, she's one, right? she's one Oscar away from the youngest EGOT ever. And so I was like, I remember we, you and I both were asking her during award season this, this year, what would that mean to you? What would that be to you? And she, you know, she did the whole, like, you know, just to be nominated oh. is awesome. I'm just, she told me, she was like, the whole dream for her was to sing the song on the stage. All she wanted to do was sing on the Oscar stage. Yeah. To, to be able to do that as an Oscar nominee for the song you would be singing in the year that we would go on to have. She was like, yeah. 
the whole f-ing point was that I'm singing my f-ing song. Like that's the dream. Everything else is extra. And so she was like, when you look back at the performance, she is out of body in the very beginning. And then she just said, I clicked in and it was like, no, this is the win. This is the win. What we're going to see from her next year is Aretha. Oh, but hold on. But did you see Jennifer Hudson coming with Aretha too? So I asked her about, I'm not going to call them dueling uh, uh, Aretha's. But you like, can call them dueling Aretha's. But they, so remember, they both were on Broadway together in Color Purple. Oh, wait, hold on. Right. Yes. And so then the infamous they, video. Yeah. When, when they were going neck for neck, trying to and, hit those notes. And I don't know if you know this, but Aretha came to the show. Yeah. You got to hear the podcast. Like, you got to, it's, it's so good. My first instinct is to say that, like, Cynthia Erivo is going to murder Aretha because Cynthia Erivo is just this, you know, yeah. ungodly actress, singer, and, you know. Phenomenon. I've seen Jennifer Hudson. We've seen Dreamgirls. We saw what Effie could do. We've seen the movements on Divas Live where she goes into Aretha. This is going to be a top category. I am glad that we live in a time where we can have both. And so the story that she tells about Aretha coming back to the dressing room and there's an exchange that she has with Cynthia that is so Aretha Franklin that- Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts, it's nuts. And so the question I wanted to know was, is there a world where Jennifer Hudson and Cynthia Erivo get on the phone and say, girl? Yeah. Who would have known? Oh my God, you know what's gonna happen? You know, it's like the year of the black woman right now. Like if you're a black woman right now, you're doing the absolute most because everybody well, is here for you. Exactly. And so if you're if you're and if you're not, maybe it's time. <laughs> maybe you should check yourself. Because maybe, maybe it's time. Get I'm out here and live you. your dream. Get out here and live your dream. If you're a black person right now and you have not clicked into Okay, where have these ideas, where have these moments, where have these um, dreams that I had that I've mm-hmm. always wanted that I couldn't get in front of people? Where are those? Let me get those out of a those right flip now? through this page thing because I know I got something, some here that y'all would want. On a napkin. For it. On a napkin. Pick it up. On a napkin. Dribbled up, decipher it, and get it out there. We had another, com- I had another conversation with Derek Huff. You know, we all have grown to love him on Dancing with the Stars Mm -hmm. and World of Dance. And so he talks about how he just found that dance was the conduit to everything in his life. That through dance, he found peace. He found himself. He found love. He found all these things. But that growing up as a kid, he was bullied. And I was like, okay, cool. So we've all been bullied. So like, that's a bully story. Okay, moving on. And then I was like, but the way he was... Like his whole posture changed. And I was like, well, wait, what was going on when you were getting bullied? Like, what was the kind of bullying you were going through? Like, you were this young dancer and that's like this, this, you know, a boy shouldn't be dancing. And he was like, no, I mean, it was like just because we were neighbors and because we were there. Like his sisters had her earrings pulled out of her ear. Oh, my God. Where'd they Um, grow up? Utah. He said that he was beat up one day so bad after school and then hung upside down from a tree and then just left, left. Can you imagine? No, I can't. And this is where we, this is where I think we get caught up and we don't realize people have struggles. Like if you looked at Derek Huff from the outside, you'd be like, you are a blonde haired, blue eyed dude who's 
worked and it been in, on stage his whole life, you mm -hmm. know, accomplished your dreams. Like bad doesn't happen to people like Derek Huff. But then you hear these stories mm -hmm. and you realize we really don't know what's going on behind, you know, people's eyes. Yeah. And it also gives you a clue into why he is one of the kindest people that you'll ever meet because he refuses to feed the kind of negative energy that he received as a kid, right? Like he, yeah. he, he his whole intention, even with dancing, though, though, though there is some desire to, for personal success, he's also wanting to bring light and joy and happiness and glee and bliss to people's lives because he spent so much of his adolescence Ooh, without yeah. it. I always have liked him. I always got a great feeling from him. And you know, what's interesting and you know, I'm, Realizing this now, people in the entertainment industry, people who are willing to put themselves out there for criticism and, and be a part of this life, you've had to gone through something in life that made you feel like you can take a chance on this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because people who have had it easy a lot of times don't really put themselves out like this. In general, to be an actor, to be, you know, a great musician, like you've gotten to have to gone through like, you know, you and I like, right. Been why am I sitting on stage every day at eight o'clock in the morning, waking up at five 30, you know, at the ass crack of dawn telling you all about my sex life. <laughs> Let me ask you a serious question. Okay. Are you mad at this year? Uh, ask me like, a more specific question. Like, are you going to be the person that, that says they got nothing like they could, off 2020. I never want to talk about it. Nope. Like it was the worst year of my life. Nope. No, absolutely not. Don't get me wrong. There have been some tremendous losses this year. There have been some major, major, what feels like steps back. There has been a collective mourning that's been going on for sure, for sure. And for some people um, uh, in my family and uh, my friends, um, and people that I don't know uh, are experiencing a much worse situation than perhaps I am right now. But I have had the opportunity to, and the, the, I, I believe the, the blessing of shifting my perspective in a way that I refuse to let this year be a loss. I just yeah. refuse. I refuse. And so I'm always looking for the win. I'm always looking for the little, and and sometimes they're not big. Sometimes it's I showered today. Yeah. And if you're like, that's not really an accomplishment. I I challenge you to tell me at the time where you lived through a pandemic before and can tell me what is and what is not a win for me. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's what is about to come to me is I'm about to take an emotional record of what I've been through this whole year because. I think I'm, are, I'm just. You are very much in tune. You are very much. And it's almost like, can you get that the fuck up out of my business? 100. <laughs> you know what the weird part about it is? I think this is just being like a black intuitive. I'm in tune to other people's business, but not my own. <laughs> like, <laughs> nosy ass third eye. I'm always like, what the fuck, yo? Like, how is my third eye working for everybody and not for me? And in January, when it all started, I swear to you, Super Bowl was when I thought something is really wrong. You know, we were all pumped up that J-Lo signed on in November of 2019. We were like, yes, J-Lo Super Bowl, we're ready. And then when they announced that she had to split it with somebody, I was like, Hold this that. doesn't seem right. Like, this is not adding up to me. 
I was like, y'all, the aliens are coming. Something big is going to happen. Like yeah. people thought I was joking. I was like, y'all don't understand. You in the backyard building an ark. <laughs> what you doing with all that wood? <laughs> By the way, I just got it for me and my plants. I didn't even want no animals <laughs> on that bitch. Okay. I just got me and, you know, whatever. And it's so weird. You know, I went through something very personal at the beginning of COVID as you know, mm-hmm. and it rocked my world. It was a, it really hit me hard. And it was something I didn't expect. Yeah. But what it did was it made me question every single thing in my life and made me put into perspective what my life really was because this is all going on. Meanwhile, Breonna Taylor was just trying to take her ass a nap. Mm -hmm. And then you had George Floyd who did something wrong, but a slap on the wrist wrong and ended up dying. And then these protests came out and then the murder horn. It's like, it was like, you have to think like you you can't even get outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then at one point there was a fear of the unknown. It was like, well, is it airborne? Can we, can you, is going outside safe you know i, remember, bitch, I, I was remember. eating top ramen in this bitch like i was in that mel gibson movie with the aliens coming like i was like what is yeah. what is going on but i think what happens is you put yourself in this safe mode and you let yourself coast through life and i was so stupid that i didn't deal with my emotions at the beginning and now i'm gonna have to answer for it i don't know that you got to answer for it but i think you do have to face it and i think that's but that's one of the that's one of the Real, I think one of the benefits of a year winding down and if you know that you need to face them and you decide you're not going to do it because you just don't have the energy, then you've got to answer for it. Agreed. So I would encourage you to get your ass to this little journal and move through it. It's so funny because when 2019 was going to end, you know, everybody was like, oh, my God, a new decade, a new decade. And I would always say, no, no, no the new decade doesn't start until one. Like you guys are prematurely starting it. Like you think things start at zero, they end at zero. Like think of 10, think of like, you know, like things end, you know, at zero, they start again at one. Mm -hmm. And I've always said that. And I used to warn people. So I feel like this is like the flush year where you flush everything down the toilet and you start fresh. And I know I'm going to do that. I just don't know. It's going to take me a while to unpack it all. You might need to get on the toilet. Like, don't be, don't be, look, I'm just saying, don't be ready to flush and you you still sitting in the living room. Get your ass to the bathroom so you can get to this work. <laughs> uh, was there anything in 2020 pop culture wise that you were like, I cannot believe this? Meghan Markle and Harry. I, I mean, it's my number. It's my no- yeah, because she did, and I'm a I'm a borrow La Roach's line. She did what needed to be done. <laughs> oh, she said, "What you're not gonna do is have me out here, and all y'all gonna do is criticize, and we can't make no money." Nah, I, I didn't come out here to be uh, mediocre. I didn't come out here to be kind of rich. No, 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 no. And by the way, this is when I knew it was going to go south. When I started breaking down the politics and the pay behind the royal family and uh-huh. who controlled the pay every year, uh-huh. you can't tell somebody who has been independent 
and and the breadwinner of her home for 20 years that all of a sudden she can't flex and make cash and bring in money, not only just for her necessities, but just to feel accomplished. Just to earn. Now, you know, she's like my cousin, so I know. <laughs> There's a disclaimer to say, I don't know at all, but I can't imagine she's the kind of chick who just wants to kick it and like, give me what you think I'm due. No. That's me. She ain't me. <laughs> Like, oh, you want me to marry a prince and live in this castle and not eat shellfish and wear stockings every day? Oh, I'm Gucci. Yeah, give me the redhead one. Yeah, yeah, we good. <laughs> That's me. She, she is me. Is, is me. That little girl. I am her. <laughs> that, that little girl is me. The only thing, the only thing I wish that maybe was different about the situation. I think sometimes when we act in the moment, we act on emotions uh -huh. and we sometimes can't take the bigger picture in. And if I were Meghan Markle's friend, I would have been like, look, sis, I know this is hard. The taxpayers in London just paid 2.5 for this wedding. And I think what you should do is your husband, no matter what, is about to leave the life that, the only life that he knew. And you guys are about to go out on a venture. And maybe let's just sit here for a minute. Let's start the conversation. Let's ease his way into California. Let him find a few friends and like, you know, meet people. And what you do is you present the best self to the British people. And I know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough for the next two or three years. But I just wish you would have thought in the long term, uh -huh. because being a royal in the long term, like Lady Di left the institution and that uh -huh. bitch was bigger than Elvis Presley. Right. She still is that chick and will always be that chick to everybody. But it's because I feel like Princess Di was like, I have been here trying to set this up for my kids. Now, see what I'm gonna. I'm so that's the friend you're gonna be. I'm gonna be the ratchet friend. Uh, Who's trying to fight bitches? <laughs> so I'm gonna go the other way. And have you seen the crown? Yeah, bitch. They ran this girl ragged, and Megan was like, "Not I." And Harry knows he's not gonna be king, right? It ain't gonna happen, bruh. And it's a totally different experience being in the UK, Megan being in the UK, yes. than Megan being in Montecito down the street you. from Oprah. And I so agree. I think she was like, oh, I got to get up out of here. Mexit, that's what this Quick. is? In, in in a way, you try to preserve your sanity. Everybody was talking, it was funny, everybody was talking about, she didn't know She didn't know what she was getting herself into. She didn't know what she was getting, no, no, she knew what she was getting herself out of. She knew exactly what she was getting herself out of. Yeah. But let me and, ask you a question. But yeah. let me ask you a question. How many people are in jobs that they do not, do not like? Right. But are only, they are doing it because they know it's going to lead to bigger things. But I'm not saying, I don't know where she was. I wasn't in those shoes. I don't know. And I don't, I'm not mad. I'm really not mad at what she did. I don't think it was the wrong thing. I do not think that. You just don't I think it was the right way to go. It was not the way I would have went. And I'm a calculating, crafty ass hoe. It's true. No, I mean, I just was so fascinated with the way that she seemed to really hold her own and not be bent by the weight of the crown um, or the jewels. And that she said, 
what she said. And I, I know you've seen that that clip of her as a as a young girl talking about feminism and talking about being mm-hmm. a strong, independent um, mm-hmm. thinker and that she was able to ex- find a partner who also was interested in exercising that aspect yeah. of their lives. So like I was I was into it. And and Piers Morgan. <gasps> Don't even get me started on him. Ugh. Let me let me give you because I used to get worked up about Piers Morgan all the time. And I'm going to tell you what eased my mind because I wanted to tweet. I wanted to go off. I yeah. wanted to say, why are you treating her like this? Pierce Morgan is London's Wendy Williams. When I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say that. So when you think about Wendy coming for somebody, you realize why Wendy's coming for somebody. You understand. You understand it. You know what I mean? Like you get that Wendy's job is to come for a bitch. Yeah. And I think the minute you become too big a celebrity, you automatically go on somebody's radar. Mm. I think celebrities reach that next level of celebrity when they either get pregnant or they marry or they click up with another celebrity. Mm -hmm. So Meghan Markle, Pierce Morgan actually reached out to her before she became a royal, was trying to like, you know, be friendly with her. And the minute she got to that level, you automatically become a a sitting duck. I want to be on that level. (laughs) I want to be on that level. Come for me, bitch. Come for me. Um, Did you watch The Undoing? Yes, I watched The Undoing. That trash ass ending. Just I became undone. I was undone with The Undoing's (laughs) ending. Also, why has this all of a sudden become a Lifetime movie? Like it was like they were setting up all these other things. I just knew that the little the little lawyer friend yes. had more to do than like the secret. I was like, oh no no, she tapped that too, and she's the one who tapped tapped that that ass in the uh, gallery. That's what I thought. Trying to handle it, I was like, That's this was it. this is where they're taking us. This is where they're taking. She late to she late to uh, the side chick, another side chick. Yes. Like, why introduce the fact that he said he only had one other uh, affair to not tell us who the affair was? Ever, not to not ever even. But I heard there's going to be a second. I don't want another one. For what? Yeah. Hold on. But you didn't do right by the first one. Why we want another one? <laughs> don't you know big little lies. Save, save the money. Save, exactly. Save the money. Save the money from the undoing. Give it to Euphoria so we can Uh-oh. get more episodes of that. Did you see that one they tried to put out real quick? I loved it. I hated it. I loved it. But you have to remember, like I said, like I theater in college, like that was that was theater and around. That was two people. It was a what it was a two-man show. You know what I mean? I loved it. Yeah. And the performances, Coleman Domingo have- and Zendaya give Emmy performances. It might be that I'm not ready for it the change of pace you you still wanted the like colors and the music and all of that from first season yes i like that but i also don't think that i'm ready for like emotional journey emotional journey because you know sometimes with a show like euphoria you gotta go on that emotional journey with those characters it's gonna take you whether you want to or not 100 percent, because coleman and zendaya like you said it will take you there i just i'm still in the tiger king phase Oh no, I'm done distracting. I'm done. Distra- you got to come out of that. Mm-mm. You got to come out of the distracting. Fa- you got to come out of the like, oh, let's let's not deal with our. Shit. You got to come out of the like, oh no, no, I'll just keep watching British Bake Off. Like now, nah, we got it's time to put that down and let's get let's let's start squaring up with 2021. Let's finish off 
this 2020 and let's really get with 2021 because you got to be prepared for that. And you can't take another six months of distracting yourself, another eight, 10 mm-hmm. months of being totally distracted. You can't, you can't do it. First of all, Naomi, my name is not Tyra. This is my show. You can't come <laughs> on my show and call me out and tell me what I need. Like I'm telling you, you, you can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. Show me the receipts, Diane. <laughs> do you know? Do you do know? You? <laughs> Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Going back to the undoing, someone put a meme up and it said, it was a tweet and somebody said, anytime this bitch is on the PTA, somebody dying. <laughs> with a picture of Nicole Kidman. <laughs> they not wrong. They not oh wrong. Oh my God. But I got to hand this woman the roses. Noma Dumez Winnie. I hope I said your name right. You were you played Haley Fitzgerald in The Undoing. You were the defense attorney. And yeah. bitch, you gave me everything I needed at that point because I felt like I was kind of going a little bit away from it. I wasn't really feeling it. And then they introduced her and I was like, oh my God, you and Donald Sutherland just gave me my life. Yeah, I mean, Donald Sutherland has a... Uh... Uh, uh, what did he say? I'm a, I'm not the the new school kind of sucker. I'm the old school kind of sucker that will kill you if you mess with my family. I was like, I've never heard it used that way, but if you say so. Like for me, Donald Sutherland just epitomized what like I thought my childhood should have been. Yeah. You know, like you thought like, oh my God, I should grow up. Like I wish I would have grown up like Nicole Kidman in The Undoing, but actually no. No. Like, I'd rather the ghetto, like, give me commodity cheese and, and non-name bread cereals. Like, give me, like, my $5 a week. I'm going to be honest with you. Give me, give me the years of therapy with a trust. I'm down. Give me, Are give you? Me, give me the yacht off of, uh, uh, the, in the Mediterranean and, and no parental figure. Give me the, the cocaine addiction. No. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm the kid. I want that as an adult. Like no, send me to Betty Ford as an adult. Yeah. But give me the abandonment issues as a, as a, as a kid that made me have, uh, uh issues connecting as an adult. Like give, give me sun-kissed skin. Yes. Yes, and and attachment issues. Yes, I've met those people. I am endlessly fascinated. And if I had to come back as a different experience, that's the one I want. Let me tell you, no, 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 no. Because I know what these problems are. I know what these are. I want a different kind of problem. No, 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 no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, because I thought about it for a long time. I bet you did. Did 2020. This is... I had a lot of time. (laughs) I realized early on in life that the reason why I, myself, you, and a lot of people that I know can survive through things because once you've been broke, you will never, ever go back there. Okay? Yep. And 
it's easy for you to teeter on broke. It's easy for you to to make it without, you know, certain things in life because you grew up that way. Yeah. If it was the opposite way around and you grew up with money and all of a sudden as an adult, somebody said, okay, now you're on your own. Bitch, your world would shatter. Like I watch people. Who- oh, no, no. I never I never said broke. No, I'm know. saying, but I'm saying the risk, <laughs> the risk is too great. The risk all is I'm too saying, great. All I'm saying is I can I don't mind coming back as Nicole Kidman. You just gonna still be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, bitch, we it, it ain't gonna be the same thing as always been. Mm-mm. You can be you can be uh uh thinking about your life and woe is me while we on this plane on the way to uh Turks and Caicos for the weekend and this turquoise water now. The Scott that you know of in front of you don't even know if Turks and Caicos got turquoise water because his ass ain't never been. <laughs> but trust fund Scott, he knows. He knows. No, no, no. I like to be 20 feet from stardom. I like to be around the money. I don't really want the money. Yeah, I'll be that for you. Good. Oh, I'm good. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will be that for you. I will be that for you. Yeah, let's split that off so I can right. remind him in, in 10 years that he said he was going to be that for me. So when I take him to court for palimony, for Shut setting up. me up for a life that I would have Palimony, get out of here. Palimony, bitch. Um, what was the hardest moment for you to experience in 2020? Uh, it was the loss. It was the losses this year. I feel like we lost so many icons, so many people that I specifically looked up to um, that felt like real major withdrawals from my yeah. experience, either an in inspiration or in art or um, in association as a as a black man in entertainment. Of course, Kobe Bryant. Of course, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I mean they they were they were huge huge losses and even RBG um, crazy yeah James Lipton James Lipton inside the actor studio like one of the reasons why I'm on TV now is because I've watched him freak a index card like he made reading off of an index card something so captivating if you're going to intend to be in this industry you need to find a way to be as engaging. But Chadwick, Chadwick was one of those that was like, um, I was actually, when I found out, I was actually helping a surprise um, proposal. And it was like a weird mix of emotions of this super exciting experience for this couple. And then this very shocking, yes, right? Loss. Um, And to know that he had been enduring that pain and that struggle for years. Yes. In every instance I had ever met him, likely, he was dealing with this. That's so nuts. Yeah. I think the craziest one for me was Kobe because when you do a red carpet, it's, and you get to do the red carpet the way you want to do the red carpet, and it's one that you're excited about, it's weeks of preparation, you know, yeah. outfits and, and you know, meetings about, where you're going to stand and about what you're going to wear and like run throughs and walkthroughs and dress rehearsals. And mm-hmm. it's a buildup because, and you get to that moment and you just want to go out there, give your all and really just 
show what you can do because as much as it's a celebrity on the red carpet, it's the easiest way for you to get acclimated with people and for people to get acclimated with you because you're on the red carpet, you're in there. You just want it to be perfect. And you also want your energy to be the bomb. Yeah. Getting ready at the hotel across from the Staples Center where the Grammys were going to take place, Mm -hmm. where the Lakers, you know, play all of their home games and hearing that news looking at the Staples Center, knowing that in two hours, I was going to have to walk down there and tell millions of people that Kobe Bryant passed away Mm -hmm. and the Grammys are still going to go on. It was kind of weird. I felt guilty for being excited about something. I felt mad at the world for doing this to this man. There was like this sense of, how can you walk up there and and celebrate this win for yourself when the world just lost? Right. In this man's home. It's like, how do you celebrate something in a house of somebody who just died? It's like you throwing a birthday party at my home for yourself the day I died. Right. How? And not just you, but nine people, a- including you and your daughter. Daughter. So it was, it was, um, we were in Orlando for the show when it happened and the way it was, it, it went down. I just remember holding on to the fact that I'm going to get, if you guess I get emotional every time I think about it because, because of the relationship that Gianna had with her father. Yeah. Um, to know that at least she had him 100% with her. And maybe even has him with her now. That was like the only thing in that that was like made it even sort of bearable. Um, I remember being at World of Dance and Jennifer Lopez had just gotten back from the memorial service and she didn't cancel the shoot. And she got emotional with one of the acts because she felt like they were... I don't want to say mailing it in, but they were like waiting. Oh, I remember this. What they could yes. do. And she said, I just want to, like she stopped production and was like, I just, I just want to stop you because I feel like right now what, what is happening is you're kind of counting through the movements and like, with the expectation that tomorrow you'll have another chance or tomorrow you'll have another opportunity. And what you need to know right now is that this moment right here is all you've got. I remember that. It's all you've got. And if you're not going to, live this moment if you're gonna save it for later this isn't it she been in medina to everybody yeah yeah i mean it was it was a real kind of wake-up call to not just the contestants but also i think to everyone who was listening um yeah in that space that like yo we don't have it's not promised and um it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy and and to and to know that that is I mean, the, when I talk about loss, I, don't, I also just don't mean the loss of celebrities, right? I'm also thinking about the the, in, the senseless loss of life, you know, with Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and so many people this year. Crazy. Um, I just refuse. I refuse to allow that loss to be in vain. And so when it was time to knuckle up for Black Lives Matter, when it was time to engage and activate for Black Lives Matter. We were like Power Rangers. Yeah. We, we were like Zordon told us it is. Aye, aye, aye. 
like you can come out and put your things together and make that. It was, it really, it felt like you ever watch like these National Geographic things where the, the salmon just automatically know it's time to swim this way. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird thing. That's how I felt. Or like how birds know exactly where to go and where to meet up without cell phones. I ain't never been there. And I ain't never been, never been without been cell phones. Without <laughs> cell phones. Like they're just flying to the South Pole with no map quest, no Google map. And they just know. It felt like there was a moment where I walked out of my house and they were like, oh, there's a protest in Beverly Hills. And I was not even thinking. I didn't Google anything. I just started walking towards where I thought the protest would be. I was following the energy. Right. It was almost like that. Like it was that black moon where we all had to howl and get the f- ready. <laughs> yeah. You know what and, I mean? and, and really stay ready. Right. And really stay ready. And the engagement has to to remain beyond even the election. And so, yeah, like I just refuse to allow these losses to just be losses. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not the, in the words of Neo, like I didn't come here to lose. So I'm either going to win or I'm going to learn. And so that's one of the things I'm saying in the wrapping up of 2020 is that you can either look at this year as a wash. You didn't get to do the shit that you wanted to do. Your vision board is, uh, scrap or trash yes. and, and all of that. You can do all of that. Sure. Great. How's that? What's that going to do for you? You can, or you can decide that you're going to make something out of nothing. A dollar out of 15 cents if you got to. And you know what? You just got to do it. I wasn't going to bring up the big E, but you brought up the election. Law, do we have enough time for the election? I don't know. This is all I'm going to ask you about the election. Okay. Because, you know, for me, because this will be a two-hour episode. This is going to be a two-hour episode. Wait, let me tell you. Part two. Come back next week for part two. <laughs> <laughs> what I was noticing in the world, especially being from Louisiana and being a Black gay man in... I went to a white private school. I went to LSU. Like, you know, I, I hang out in Beverly Hills. Like, the medium age of my friends are 49, so for me, it was interesting to it watch the world say and disown people because of their political beliefs. And it was it was hard and interesting to see how many people thought that I should clean house because a lot of my friends didn't vote the way that they should have. And it's, I just always wanted to ask another black person, did you feel like the people who didn't vote the way you voted, whatever way it might be, did you feel that you had to X them out your life? They're gone. Oh, you, oh, you are, you Marie Kondo'd all your people. It does not give me joy. And I'm, I'm going to say this. It is not because they voted. Are gone for now. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't have any intention in returning. Like, and 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 the the reason wh- the reason is 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 very simple. I don't care about Republican conservative. I don't care about um, budgets or fiscal responsibility. I don't care about your thoughts on necessarily foreign policy or even tip drilling off the coast yeah. of the country. Right, yeah. fracking. All of those to me are potentially up for debate. 
Okay. But when it comes to basic human decency and the respect of one's humanity, there really is no room for, well, maybe she doesn't get it yet. Or maybe they've had really had a privileged experience and so they don't really click in that kind of way. I just am unable to pretend as though you and I have more to connect on. I, you know, and it, it, is, it was even at some points, it was hard for me at work because there are people in association with a whole, a whole bunch of stuff that you have to be able to relate to. And it was a, a, a difficult. Yeah. When it came to friends, people I can choose to be around or engage with, yeah, that, that choice was easy. I'm not saying that that's what everybody has to do, and I'm not saying that that's what everyone should do. I'm, I'm saying live live your best black life. Um, I'm just saying that for me, it became a matter of like I don't know how you say not and you care not just even you care about me, but like you care about the things that we care about and can vote this way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know how. I think for myself, you know, I. Again, I'm a black gay man from the South. I grew up in a town that was very segregated. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a place that was very Catholic. So I understood that people didn't necessarily understand my quote unquote way of life, sure. as people like to put it. And I know people that were close to me, friends, you know, family members didn't understand it, probably didn't really support it but still respected my, my choice That's to my truth. That's the part. And it's interesting because I go back to that moment where I realized that, oh, this person was really not okay with me being gay, but I didn't even really know it because he respected my space. He respected my heart and my feelings enough for me to feel welcome and comfortable and and the difference there, Justin, is that that they don't actually respect your space and your 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 humanness if they're willing to vote against your ability to even live your life. But this this is my other issue, and I say this with with, and I'm just being open minded, and I'm yeah. really thinking about these things. Like, am I cutting people off who voted against gay marriage? Are we cutting people off who didn't vote the way we voted, you know, as far as women's rights and abortion and all of these things because of their beliefs? Like, for me, I just go back to, I don't understand it, but I have to respect you. I have to respect that we sure. are. And I'm not certainly, and I'm, and, and you know, you know what the real, the real benefit is of not being friends with somebody anymore? Was you can pray for them, you can love on them, you can wish the best for them, and you don't have to be in their lives. I can wish and hope that you come to an, an expansion of your awareness enough that my humanity is included one day, but I don't have to be the lesson for you. I don't have to be the 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 tutor in that for you. I don't have to be the 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 teacher of that for you. No, I don't have the energy. I got my own. We I got to deal with. <laughs> definitely, we definitely got our own. So close must be just ripping through iTunes right now. I'm going to tell you, it's. It, I was very surprised by the people who come back on a regular basis and listen. I have not promoted 
Like I haven't done any sort of like Instagram marketing. I haven't said, oh, this is who I've had on this week. I've just been posting the episodes. Kind of my idea is that like after 10, then I, I will kind of go in with here's, hey, we're here and this is what we're doing and here's who yeah. we had. And, um, and so until then, I'm just kind of like doing the work. What it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday Bitch, you get a new Why are you going to take my day? Wait, is, are you every Wednesday too? I'm every damn Wednesday. You know why? You know why? Because we're the same person in so many respects. <laughs> Except you're richer and richer. <laughs> that hair is deep. Let us both walk away and see who says what. <laughs> I'm happy to have had you on this episode. Everybody, check out So Close every Wednesdays on any platform. Every one of them. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud. And tell your friends about this podcast. Hell yeah. You are not going to regret this. You guys, thanks for listening. And do not forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can follow me at The Lady Sitter and be sure to come back every week for another pour of your favorite celebrity. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.